You're listening to Process with Broads and D-Ray. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 14 of Processed. We are getting old, and not only are we getting old, but it's one of those days. You know, we've done this for a little bit now, and we haven't had one of those days yet where it, it just feels weird. Maybe we're not getting off on the right foot. Not us together, but just the day. The day feels funky for us. And you know what? We got to battle through it. We're battle-tested, D-Ray. Exactly, exactly, man. We just got to... We got to keep it going. Like you said, man, it's one of them days. I ain't going to lie. I, I know you good. I lost my headphones this morning. That's why I ain't got them in. The the tea a little hot. I can't even sip my tea to get my caffeine fixed just yet. But like you said, just, it's battle testing. Let's keep moving. Let's yeah, keep moving. I'm, I'm picturing a practice at Villanova and maybe the ball movement's just not there early on. And here comes Jay right in his sweatsuit. I, I don't know if he's a big blow the whistle guy or whatever he is, but he's like, yo, get on the baseline, boys. Sorry, you're exactly. not clocked in today. It exactly. feels like one of those mornings. Exactly, exactly. So so hopefully hopefully we, we got the suicide out the way and we good, man. Yeah. We good. How, you, how you feeling? I'm good, man. How was your MDW? We took Monday off and, and I think we needed a little breathing time, mm-hmm. right? Enjoy the holiday holiday the three-day weekend so I, I had a good time just saw some family hung out had some burgers how about yourself it's chilling man it's chilling I ain't gonna lie I ate Chinese food so I, I didn't really get to go to a cookout and get the traditional stuff but I, I had Chinese food but it nothing was nothing wrong with Chinese food now I, I'm a, I, I get yelled at all the time because when I get Chinese food not to get too distracted here but I keep it nice and simple Chicken and broccoli, and then you get your your shrimp fried rice. Uh-huh. What's what's your go to Chinese food? I like General Tso's chicken. Okay, I ain't yeah, gonna hold you. Move. I keep it simple too: white rice, broccoli, yeah, General Tso's yeah. chicken. But it's this spot over on Hamilton Street, down there by Whole Foods in the Parkway, and they got this Hawaiian pineapple shrimp fried rice. Ooh, that's my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's top tier. Yeah, we're gonna have to go one of these days, huh? Forward, I'm forward. When the world restart, we 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 own it. Well, it seems like we are getting to the world restarting. And speaking of that, the Sixers, the NBA, possibly returning. How about that? So we saw a report from Shams, and this was reported on. Let me see here. I'm getting all my days confused because it seems like this has been one long day. Uh, Wednesday, I think you reported this. The NBA is working on a multi-phase medical safety protocols towards restart of play. Current projections have it in have in market training camps in July, then camps and scrimmages in Orlando, then resume play late July, early August. Now we've been hearing middle of July is just speculation for a little bit now. This is the first time we are seeing early August. What are your initial reaction when when you hear that? I mean, it's not close. Yeah, I kind of I love it first of all because they're doing training camp. If, if it getting pushed back to early August means that they're doing training camp, I was scared they were going to jump right into it. But the training camp will allow guys to, you know, get better. It's not going to like everybody out there hitting with the space jam juice. And like you said, the ball's going all over the place and the movement's stale. I like that. And it's going to show his experiment for what the future might hold. Remember, we said that there might be a day where the NBA season goes through the summer. So. Well, the, it's kind of well, weird, but I like it. It's, just, it's time we get something good out of all of this. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. The one thing, though, that I was thinking about last night, I was tossing and turning. I, I guess this this bad day we're having today might have started last night. I'm flipping around like a fish in bed. I can't sleep and thinking about the podcast. And I was thinking, damn, you know what? It's possible that the NBA will be in full playoff form 
when football starts. Like, there's mm. going to be Eagles football on and Sixers Celtics. Like, what? That is crazy. And then you have the NHL with their their phases that they put out the other mm-hmm. day. So they're going to be in action. Who the hell knows what's going on with the MLB because that's a disgrace. But it's just crazy to think the NBA is going to be in the best time of the year in their calendar when football is on at the same time. It's just going to be a weird thing, not just from a sports fan perspective, but from a TV marketing perspective as well. I love it, bro. I love it. I mean, first of all, what the hell has been normal throughout this entire thing? Like I said, it's about time we get something good out of it. And to for preseason NFL and 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 damn near po- pretty much postseason NBA on at the same time and kind of flip shit on his head. We're so used to kind of seeing the NFL trickle out as the NBA starting to like really warm up. I, I think it'd be dope as shit. No I'm da- for it. Yeah, no I'm doubt about it. it. No doubt about it. And it kind of actually ties into what Woj reported and he was saying that it's possible this is the actual report the NBA and the NBA PA are progressing on a plan that would allow for a limited number of family members to eventually join players for the season in Orlando so maybe it's not empty arenas maybe there's some fans involved and the way I'm thinking about it you go to those high school gyms and uh, you're watching your kids it's like Go ahead, Jimmy. Nice <laughs> shot, Jimmy. You know, you start clapping. Like, that's what it's going to sound like an AAU gym or a high school gym, and they're just cheering for their significant other. All right, hold on real quick. I I, I don't want to bullshit you. One of those days continue. My mic just swiveled off. <laughs> well, it, you know what? Went... We're just – because this is how this is going, this is staying just, in, just and we're going. going with the flow, we're going. rocking and rolling, we're, we're going with the punches. You just got hit with the right hook. Exactly. You got, you got your hands up, we're ready to throw it right back. Exactly. This shit just – this shit just it, it, it didn't get knocked off his pivot, but it almost traveled. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, I, I honestly think it's going to be hilarious to hear some of that real-time commentary. Have you seen that clip of Kyrie Irving going around? A couple years ago when the Sixers were in process mode, some guy, he dunks uh, after he cuts back door on LeBron, and they have Kyrie, the, the, the mic under the basket, picks him up saying, yo, bro, you down 27. Like, I, I, like, haven't, I haven't seen that clip. You got to no. see this clip. I could imagine it's going to be a shit ton of that. We're going to hear people's parents that might be a little more vulgar about their language. Or I imagine Damian Lillard's brother, the shit that he says, or Patrick Beverly's family, what they will be saying is he's locking down somebody. Or Kawhi's family just dead silent. It's going to be a shit ton of commentary. I'm for it. I'm for it. Not only that, but what happens when, I don't know, LeBron James's wife is 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 having a bone to pick with but Pat Beverly's wife. Exactly. They're in the fans, or they're in the stands, and they're out there ready to swing at each exactly. other. There's like a fight that breaks exactly. out. Exactly. Exactly. I like it. I like it. I think it's going to be I think it's going to add to the game dynamic. 2K might pick up two different types of commentary. You got the regular crowd and then you just got the the family and essential people crowd. And that shit might be way more entertaining than just ah, a random noise. Well, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a soccer league that's on Fox Sports right now. And they have fake fan noise implemented into the broadcast. And it actually doesn't sound that bad. Well, in soccer, keep in mind, there's constant cheering the whole time and like banging on pans or whatever. I mean, they just have constant noise of the fans. So it was easier to implement that. I'm I'm for it though. I think for a broadcast standpoint, I wouldn't be upset if they implemented some sort of fan noise, but it would be so weird for an NBA game. I think it'll be weird if we saw it. 
if you were to turn off the commentators and the fan noise in 2K, it wouldn't feel the same. What makes it, you know, it kind of has that 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 magic to it. Oh, it kind of sounds like a real game. You hear the snapping of the cameras. You hear, you know, the oohs and ahs, the commentators reacting. So I, I think it'll be I think it'll be weird once you see it. They show the crowd and there's no one there. It's like, yeah, it's a little <laughs> who's, odd. Who's doing that? Exactly. But I, I think the broadcast people should definitely do it. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you mentioned Damian Lillard, though, and he was pretty vocal this week. He mentioned that he wants a chance to actually play for something. He doesn't want to return to play if they don't have a chance to actually make the playoffs. And right now they're sitting about three and a half games back or so from the eighth seed. So they're super close. And you just saw the NHL come out with a package where 24 teams are going to make essentially the playoffs. There's a play-in playoff round, but I actually like what the NHL did. 24 teams of the 31 are going to resume play. So that means if you have no chance, if you're the Atlanta Hawks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, those type of teams in the NBA, they wouldn't be involved. It would just be the teams that are involved. And I think he has a point. Because why make these teams go out there and compete if it's for nothing, really? I mean, you, you got to give them some incentive to be able to give it their all. So I think Damian Lillard has something behind what he's saying. Yeah, no, I think it's absolutely right, especially out there. Now, in the East, it's different. But you three and a half games out in that competitive-ass West, that's a whole different ball game, And I think it adds another dynamic to all of this. You know what I mean? Why X Mighty out? I, when I first heard of it, it sounds like the tournament. You know what I mean? You have a play-in game. And, but the stakes being high on that from jump, people are tuned in. No, I, I don't I don't think they should X certain teams out. And like he said, I mean, shit, I, I waited this long. You would tell me I got to come back, do training camp all over again, get back in shape completely just to, you know, play a week. And I don't have control over what after, happens after that. Nah. That shit's not cool. And just to I, I confirm, like it. it's not as if the NBA did actually take those teams out of it, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Atlanta Hawks. I'm just saying the NHL went with that style. Yeah, yeah. The San Jose Sharks and the Detroit Red Wings, teams that were not even close, they pretty yeah. much just said, dude, don't even worry about it. There's no reason to come yeah. back. I don't know if the NBA is going to follow that, but I'm – I wouldn't be shocked if they do because I thought the NHL actually put together a strong proposal. You mentioned a tournament, and a tournament is something that the NBA has discussed, and it's very similar to the World Cup. And mm. at first, I thought it was super gimmicky, and you know what? I don't want any of that garbage. But the more and more I think about it, it would be super interesting because instead of watching the Lakers play the Memphis Grizzlies in a in a seven-game series where they're probably just going to win in four, the way it would work is it would be pretty much in groups, like Group A, Group B, Group C, and you would be in a, a four-team group, and you would play each team twice, and the top two teams in that group advance. So if your group is... I'm just spitballing, you know, the the Lakers, the Thunder, the Mavericks, and the Pacers or whatever. Like, you don't get that brutal seven-game series where you know the Lakers are just going to walk right through the Memphis Grizzlies, you know? Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. I, I like any – at this point, for me, it's like shit hasn't been normal. Nothing is going as we predicted. Why not have fun with it now? Why not have fun with it now? I, I didn't even think about the FIBA Cup, uh, you know, comparison, but I, I love that. Shit's not normal. So why not completely feed into that? This will be a completely unique, you know, NBA season. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. You know, I, I think at first it's, 
people are going to fight it because we're so used to seeing that seven game series. But I, I want to see it. I do and I don't. It's almost like I'm, I would be so intrigued, and, and I think it would be better quality basketball. So if, if I'm saying it would be better quality basketball, you would think that it means I would choose that direction. But there's something to be said about just keeping it simple. Changing this isn't the make or break of getting the product back on the field. You can get the product, or in this case, the, the court. You can get the product back on the court, keeping it the same. So if you can do that, why make it something different? Why make it a little weird and odd? If you can keep it simple, a seven-game series or a round-robin group stage is not the difference of getting these players playing. What do you think it is? I think it comes down to maybe time so they mm-hmm. it doesn't screw them up too much. Um I, I just think they're looking at a bunch of different avenues, really. It, it's not to the point of baseball, though. It's not as if it's money because yeah. the leagues are structured differently. So I, I think it just comes down to time, what makes the most sense for them to be able to maybe get their product back on the court the following season as well. So maybe it's not a best of seven. Maybe the first round is a best of five, but keeping it with the same structure I, I kind of like that more, but I'm not going to lie to you. I am intrigued with the group stage stuff, but then yeah. I'm afraid that they implement that into next year, and then it's something that becomes normal, and I don't know if I want it to go down that road. For everything they are experimenting with, what's going to stick and what's going to you know pop right back up? Because quite frankly, if this does go through, which is looking like it's going to, when does the regular NBA season start back up for next season? Is it December or is it, no, these guys are on a quick turnaround and we're right back in October, you know, like we originally planned. It's just. I think December makes too much sense. I really do. December makes too much sense. I've been screaming about this since this whole conversation. And and the NBA was even saying they would, or they, they would keep the talks going about December to August, not just because of this scenario. It was something that they were thinking about prior to COVID-19. Because Mm -hmm. when you look at it, it's their time to shine. They will blow baseball out of the water, and it would be really the only sport on during that time in meaningful moments. I mean, you're talking playoff basketball in August. Come on. I mean, stop. And, And the part that makes the most sense is that October, November, type of season and and that part of the season you're not competing with football anymore your full season is all basketball yeah no I think it should change I I think it should change you 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 brought up a great point this was already introduced I think the Hawks GM was the first guy to propose this and it was crazy he did it earlier this season no I think December to August makes more sense and with the NFL kind of they really picking up they still got their Super Bowl in February. So January is really their month. NBA is just getting started. But then it, it kind of goes on and on and on. The only issue I brought up before, the only issue, the Olympics. What happens when our best players just go on vacation for two to three weeks in the middle of the season? You know, is that the new, I don't know, is that well, some type of Well, soccer does that. You know, it, maybe they can do something. I, I do remember you bringing this up. But I just thought about it. Soccer, they take international breaks throughout their season where for two weeks at a time they leave their club and they go practice with with their respected squad, the USA team or the Brazil team. I mean, I don't know if they're going to implement that through the NBA because that would be weird, but it it might not be out of the question. It's not just a soccer thing. It's a European thing. When I I was over there, we had 
it was a the first break was in our season started October 1st or 2nd. The first break was in early November, like what you said. Everybody goes back to so if you have a Serbian player playing in Poland, they go back to Serbia. You have a Russian player playing in Italy, they go back to Russia. They play with their home team, they do that. Then they had this thing that was kind of like All-Star Weekend, which was the Cups. And for them, the Cups was almost as big as the championship. And it's a lot of things that already kind of guarantors European basketball already. So you're right. You're right. There is a space for that. It's just I wonder what that looks like. I wonder what it looks like when we're getting into we're about to get into the thick. Maybe that's a break before the playoffs, but we're about to get into the thick of the playoffs. And now Steph Curry and LeBron have to go join forces. To me, it's not so much of they're going to take care of business in the Olympics. Ain't worried about that. Well, shit. European players are great, but they're going to take care of business. I ain't worried about that. It's more so that 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 team dynamic of it's been F you for months and now we're teammates. But I don't know. The shit might work. Yeah, no, that's that is uh, that is very interesting. Right before make playoffs, it yeah, it does a yeah. little bit. Huh? Maybe someone during the Olympics they see a wide open Steph Curry and LeBron's like, yeah, right. You know, what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, buddy, I'll see you in two weeks. He doesn't pass him the ball. And, yeah, I doubt that happens, but that would be very interesting. All right, last here before we get into our exciting little game that we have, I saw this awesome picture on Twitter where there was a pill. And it was a Sixers pill, if you will, and it laid out nine options. And you only get to take one of these pills. And and I want to get into that. But before, there's one last scenario I want to bring up. And it's Mm -hmm. 1 through 16 in the playoffs. So no East and West. It's just straight up 1 through 16. And Mm -hmm. in this scenario, if things were to go status quo, if you will, the Sixers would play. The Boston Celtics in round one. The Clippers in round two. They would have to beat the Bucks in the Eastern. Well, I guess it would technically wouldn't be the Eastern Conference Finals. The third round. And then they would see the Lakers in the NBA Finals. And once again, I, I can't say that all of that would happen. There's a lot that has to be played out. But if it does go standard, think about that road to the championship. <laughs> God damn, we got our work cut out for us if that's the case. That's a lot. That's a lot. I can't even bullshit and act like, ah, they got it. They would run through all of them and it'd be easy. No, that is a lot. And to see the Lakers at the end of that is, is amazing. Um, but like I said, man, it's, it's, it's new times. It's new times. Why not shake it up a bit? And what I do love about that is no matter how far they make it, it's a form of battle testing. There's no cupcakes on that. There's no breaks on that. And maybe that's what this team needs to kind of expose what we're going to need next year or the year after that. Or maybe it's a breakthrough moment, you know, but I think that battle testing is, is definitely important. It's just goddamn. Well, the only thing, now that I'm looking at it, the only thing that would change in this made-up scenario would be instead of the Raptors or who would it be? Would it be the Raptors? I'm trying to think. Now it – now, it changes a lot because you would see the Bucks probably in the second round, so it would change who you would play in the Eastern Conference Finals. But, yeah, sw- swapping the Clippers for any team on your path to the NBA Finals would be a huge difference. And the thing I love, though, is it looks like no matter how you do it, unless it's the group stage, you will see the Sixers play the Celtics in the first round. And you know what? I don't think I would want it any other way. Thank you. Thank you. I thought you were going to say you were getting away from it. I say, no, no, go right at them. Go right at them. Especially in a season that 
was kind of seen as unsalvageable to a lot of people. I, I think that's a great start to start right off with the Celtics. They beat them. The momentum they would get from that is amazing. And then with the Clippers, let's be honest, there's a target on one guy's back. A great guy, but one guy's back for the entire Sixers fan base. I, I like it because, like I said, it's battle testing. But starting off with the Celtics, you get past them. The momentum you get from that just because it's the Celtics is just. Yeah, the confidence boost would be there. And I wonder if. If they would be able to do it. I mean, look, in the regular season this year, the Sixers actually had their number, which is something that we haven't seen in a long time out of this squad. But I just feel as if it was one of those moments where you realize, hmm, all right, they're beating them in the regular season. But what does that mean? Uh, we talk about it all the time. The regular season, the Tuesday nights in January, yeah, it doesn't really mean much. And, and I feel as if, it was almost a bad thing that they were destroying them in the regular season because when it came down to the games that mattered, they might feel a little confident as if huh, we could beat this team and then it backfires. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the reason they've taken care of business in the regular season is because of the reason we went and got him, Al Horford. I will stick by it. I do not think Al Horford was brought on to this team to be Dirk. I think Al Horford was brought on this team as a veteran presence in the locker room, somebody who could stare shit straight and show people this is what it takes to win or at least get further in the playoffs. And because he was the only thing on the Celtics that could stop Joel Embiid. But I would love to see them kick their ass in the regular, I mean, uh, postseason. And I honestly think they got what it takes because I have more faith in our defense over the, the Celtics' uh, offense. And they're not exactly the most – Kimball Walker doesn't have – playoff experience Jalen Brown doesn't have playoff experience no Jason Tatum isn't like a seasoned vet with playoff experience I trust our experience in defense over their offense and 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 flair and shit to be honest we were going to see them I feel like we were going to see them regardless remember we said if the if when COVID-19 started the playoffs started that day we would have been a six seed it seems like it was on a crash course for the longest time I'm for it like just let's just get this shit over with I'm for it, too, and apparently Brett Brown is all for it as well because he said in that Zoom meeting I was in the other week that he has been preparing for the Celtics, and I, I love that. I really do. There is no other way that I would like to, to see it start, and the more I think about the matchups, because let's be real, when it comes down to the NBA playoffs, it's not really about sometimes the best team, but it's about the, the, be, the, the best matchup for your team, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I mean, you could be technically a worse squad than someone but you just match up good against them and when it comes to to this on paper when I play it out in my head I mean you got Josh Richardson Tobias Ben Joel Al Horford when you look at how that matches up against Jason Tatum Jalen Brown Kemba Walker they have the size the Sixers have the size that should be able to handle business against them in, in a seven game series absolutely I could not have said it better. The size, they have the athleticism to keep up with them. Because obviously they have some athletes. I will give them that. I will give them that. To me, the biggest problem on that team is probably Kimba. Because you would think that you could throw Ben Simmons or somebody like that on Kimba and the length would stop him. And that hasn't worked his entire career. He's a hell of a player. But I just have so much more faith in the Sixers. The Celtics, when you think about who, like, there's some disruptors. The Celtics are that team that just... You look back on Larry Bird days. You look back on Kobe days when he had to get through them. They're one of those teams that it's almost a badge of honor to make it through. You beat their ass, you know that you can take on a lot of different people because of what they're made of. 
because of, you know, what they come from, because of their tradition. It's just, it seems to be this thing about them, almost like the, the bad boy Pistons. Like if you can get through them, it's, it's almost like you, you, you relax a little. And I think that mental block of the Sixers keep making it to the Celtics and losing, if they get them in the actual postseason, I feel like we're one step closer to being like, all right, this team knows how great they can be. I do think there's something to be said about actually beating the Celtics because if they did do that after the brutal season that they had, I, I mean, I guess brutal isn't fair to say because they did go 29-2 and two at home, but yeah. with, with the frustrating season that they had, if they were able to come back from all this and beat the Boston Celtics in the first round, there's no doubt that there would be some sort of not motivation, but but flow and a little bit of fire set under them to move forward. Now, Ben Simmons on Kemba Walker, that's interesting. I, I would think just because there's other ways to go and because Kemba Walker is small, what do you think about maybe Josh Richardson on Kemba Walker so then you can utilize Ben Simmons on, uh, yeah, on, on another player out by the wing maybe? Oh, no, no, absolutely. I was just saying the first matchup that you would think of to neutralize a, a Kimball Walker, because obviously he's the head. That's the first matchup. Jason Tatum is great, but Kimball Walker's there. Jason Tatum's still building. Kimball Walker is who he's going to be. As far as the matchup that goes, all right, he's going to just neutralize him. People would say that, and I don't I don't see that. I don't see somebody just neutralizing Kimball Walker. I do like Josh Richardson on him because I like Ben Simmons' length way more than Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, quite frankly, because then he, he can stick with him. He just disrupts him a little bit more, but just I think it's more of the mental aspect of we beat the Celtics and that momentum going off into the next season. Maybe this season is what it is because of the momentum got killed last year. We lost to our best players. We lost in the playoffs on a real weird way. You got to carry that in the next season. And we thought it was going to be great, but there's something to be said about going out in a hell of a win because now, you know, the guys who are coming back, all right, we get to work this summer. It's like you said, you have momentum. You got something to build on as opposed to uh, shit. Here we go. Once again, the Sixers started from scratch. Well, the last two years, too, where they lost in the postseason, their first round, I believe, two years ago was against the Miami Heat, who were nowhere near as good as they are this year. And then last year was the Brooklyn Nets. Like, listen, they're a better team than both of them, which is great. Don't get me wrong. And they are playoff wins, which matter, absolutely. But that doesn't really feel the same way as beating a legitimate, like, great playoff team. And... Not that the Celtics would be great as if they are some NBA title team, but it's definitely a step up from the Miami Heat two years ago with Kelly Olynyk and and the Brooklyn Nets. What do you say? Jared Dudley. I mean, remember Jared Dud- Dudley last year in the postseason at the Wells Fargo Center? Go, What was he doing? I don't even know what he was doing. He was being all ridiculous. getting the Yeah, come on, Jared Dudley. Are he's, you kidding me? He was kind of doing his thing, but as I look back on it, bro, I realized how we should have kind of been worried watching that series. This should not be a series. That Brooklyn Nets. Well, to be fair, didn't it go five games? They yeah, only lost five. one game. It, w- it went five, but it just it was the competitiveness of those five. Like a championship team, those five games, first of all, I wouldn't have got the five games. It would have been a sweep, and it would have been convincing. It was the fact that some of the scores were close. I think it was like two games, they just blew them out the water. Like, there was no chance. But just the fact that that shit even got momentum with Jared Dudley because he was actually disrupting things, this team isn't completely focused. This shit shouldn't be a series. This is one of those get in, get out, so we can get ready for what's coming next. Well, I think, and this is where I'll play a little devil's advocate. I, I think the reason why it was that way is just because 
in, in in your mind, the way you're laying it out, I think you're right. It should just be four. It should just be a cruise, and you should be focused if you are the Lakers, if you are the Bucks, And I think that just showed the Sixers are not that. So for where they are in their young playoff career, I think that series somewhat did make sense because that just shows where they are as a as a young core with Ben and Joel as the leaders in postseason basketball, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. What I'm saying is, is looking at that, it's kind of hard to expect it to go like this at that point. You know what I mean? After that net series is like, this isn't about to just take off. They're still, they're still in it. They're still in it. They're still in it. But like I said, if they, they can't lose, they can't lose to the Celtics, but if they face the Celtics in this first round, which it seems fates just putting them on that track at this point. Oh, COVID-19, if the playoffs started that day, is everything got shut down, they would have played them. And then we hear that they would have played them anyway. And then we hear about this new tournament, they would have played them. Like, it seems like it's going to happen. I feel like that is one of those steps that, you know, we've watched in the last, the, uh, the last dance. And, you know, they talked about, I don't know, like the bad boy Pistons and the year that they lost and Mike and them went and, and lifted and, and got stronger and realized what they had to do. Or the year that they lost when he came back. And then they started moving and moving and really getting stronger that offseason. They realized what they had. There is something to be said about a team that goes out a certain way at the end of the season. It might not be in a championship, but the way they go out. And I've seen this shit. Been a part of this shit. <laughs> the way they go out is, hmm, we were that close. So imagine we put in that much more work. Now the, the, the camaraderie is a little bit better. It's easier to, to be in the training facility and everybody's feeling a little bit better. You've got momentum, but they got to get past the Celtics. Got it. If they lose to the Celtics, mm. ooh. That puts a lot of shit in question. It really does. It really it does. It changes the perspective big time. And, you know, I don't want to get into should Brett Brown be fired or not and all that right now, but it, it seems like. Is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that would be inevitable at that point. It it would just shake things up big time if they weren't able to to do that. Would it would it be different if they didn't play the Celtics and lost? Like, what happens if they do this round robin and you play four teams? Well, technically, there would be four teams in a group, so you would play three teams two times, and in there's the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Heat, and you get this brutal draw and you don't end up moving on to the next round. How do you justify getting rid of people then when it's this fluky, weird, odd, new system? Shit, they looking for something. <laughs> we saw it last year. They looking for something. At this point, it, it's, it seems like there's no room for error. It's like, get, get the shit done. You know what I mean? Get the shit done. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm excited as shit to see the NBA back, but... We I still got a while. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to see more August than you are mid-July. So, listen, right now it's it, – what is it? It's uh, May 28th, right? We got June, July. Oh, two more months. I mean, we've been sitting through this through three at this point. We're pretty much almost just doing what we just did until we see real basketball again. So, it's not as if it's going to be close. But I always say this. Even if they start getting on the court in, in mid-June or early July, them just starting a training camp will be enough for us to satisfy us until the actual games are played. We at least have sports in transition to being back. Yeah, the coverage starts. The coverage starts. And shit, for us, 
That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. That's I'm great. banging my head against the wall all night long when I can't say, what am I going to do? What am I going to record? What am I going to do? I was going to say, it's two guys on episode 14 and they had a lick of basketball to actually talk about this happening. I'm for it. Yeah, I know. And, and with that being said, it's a great transition here to our little game. And I mm-hmm. want to play this game because there's a lot of great options. And, and as I kind of stated a little bit ago, the way it works is there's nine pills, and you can only take one pill, and they're all related to the Sixers. So the way I'll do this to make it flow the best, instead of just listing all nine and then picking one, because then when I'm on the eighth pill, you forget what the first pill was. We'll break it up in threes, and then in those three, you'll pick one, and then pretty much you'll have three by the end. And okay. then you will and then you yeah, you're like picking team. a champion of the first three, then you're picking a champion of the second three, and then and then they'll battle it out. So I, I want to lay them out for you, and I'll chime yeah, in I as well. But Thank you. Yes. So <laughs> the, the number one pill here is Kawhi misses the shot. Game goes to overtime. So that's not guaranteeing a win. It's just, listen, it goes to overtime. You don't have to live through the quadruple doink. Pill number two, Markel does not become a bust. Whew, that would be great, huh? Ben Simmons gets a jump shot, pill number three. So of those three, which pill are you taking, D-Ray? Damn. <laughs> Damn. That is, a, that is, a, that is a, a great first round. I would have to go with Markel doesn't become a bus. Wow. Okay, so you're going with Fultz. So we're living through the quadruple doink, but Fultz is still with the 76ers. He's a great guard, a one guard, two guard, a combo guard, if you will, and he works well with Ben, Joel, and he's what you expected him to be with the number one overall pick. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go different. So for me, let me write it down here so we got everything under control. You're going Fultz. I am going with Ben Simmons getting a jumper. <laughs> I love Ben Simmons. I think he is you fantastic. Everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he needs a jumper. I mean, he gets that jumper, and you are talking about a young LeBron in the making. I mean, mm-hmm. he has that build. He plays a very similar style of play. You put that jump shot in there. And, and now are we, we are talking the prince, if you will. So I, I have to do that. I think Ben Simmons with a jumper is more powerful than a 20 points per game Fultz and a Ben Simmons without a jumper. Because I think you can find that, well, listen, Tobias Harris is a 20 point per game guy. I mean, you can find that player, but you can't find a Ben Simmons with a jump shot. So I think I'm going to go Ben Simmons with the jump shot. Okay. So for our next set of pills... Jimmy Butler resigns. Al Horford signs with a different team. Brett Brown fired. Which pill are you taking? Al Horford signs with a different team. Ooh. All right. Now, why are you going that route? Because a hundred and however many million it was uh, used to gather several other people is just way more vital. Uh, I, I just. Part of the reason I said Markel in the first one, because I thought maturity. And at the end of the day, if Markel doesn't turn out to be a, a, a bust, and he does do great. Let's say at his best, he's Devin Booker-esque. 
not a skill to the score, but just one of the young guys you know who's next up. Now, when it's time to trade, if you do want to trade him, you go and get somebody who's way more valuable. Because of how Markel turned out with that shoulder and the way the Sixers dealt with it, it was kind of hard to get value for him. So I'm moving that into this one. For Al Horford, if he goes with a different team, it really doesn't matter. It's just as long as he's off the Celtics. But now you have that money to break up amongst how many players? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad choice. But I'm going Jimmy Butler re-signs with the 76ers. They are missing something. And look, I, I rip Jimmy Butler all the time because I think he's a fraud. But I want that <laughs> fraud on my basketball team because there's something to be said about his attitude, his work ethic. And, and with young players, I think that there is, is something there that will actually help the team. And you saw how close they were last year. And I just think it would help. As much of a fraud that I think he is, he's got something. So I'm going Jimmy Butler. It would be huge for this team. And here's our last set. And keep in mind, once we finish this set here, then we got to go back and literally pick the best one of mm -hmm. the three. So you only get one. It's not mm -hmm. as if you get all these bad boys. That would be lethal. <laughs> all right. So for the seventh pill, Joel Embiid becomes way less injury prone and actually conditioned. That would be nice. 76ers trade Ben Simmons to the Spurs for Kawhi Leonard, so you can trade Ben for Kawhi. Or Allen Iverson beats the Lakers in 2001. <laughs> Shit. I don't like how they flashed back so much on that last one. Like, we're, we're talking about shit that already happened. I didn't make the rules. Yeah, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid being conditioned. <laughs> I don't think that will ever happen. Yeah, I just, I know, I know. I was like, what, what is the dream? And what less is, injury what is prone. Limitless? Huh? And, and less injury prone. I mean, that's, that's almost bigger than the conditioning part. Yeah, yeah, I think that is, yeah. Draw and beat. That would be lethal because here's the thing. You can, you can win so much more if he was available for... A long period of time. I mean, people forget during that playoff run with the Toronto Raptors in that series. He was sick. This guy, uh, he's all over the place. Stomach yeah. problems. I, it's crazy, right? So yeah. there's so much involved and out of shape. If he was just a normal basketball player, if he had Ben Simmons motor and endurance and that type of, uh, I don't know, body, if you will, immune Jesus. system maybe, we're, unstoppable. Yeah, unstoppable. So that's not a bad choice. But it's crazy how we're going to have three different picks. I'm going Allen Iverson because guess what? That's a championship, my friend. That is an automatic championship. That is all I need. The only thing, I'll get into this. I'll get into this as we choose here. So I went AI because I won a damn championship. So of your three, you have Markel Fultz, Al Horford not being here, and Joel Embiid being less injury prone. What is your pill you are going to take? Joel Embiid being less injury prone. Okay. I, already th I thought once you said it, I was like, that's going to be the one I choose. Okay. So Joel Embiid less injury prone. You think that will give this team a big window for success? And look, it could bring you more than that one Allen Iverson championship. You could win maybe two, maybe three, huh? I sound like LeBron James, maybe. But think, you, you have a big window. Hey, you do, you do. I, this is why I said it. I think Jordan B less injury prone. Number one makes it easier to go and get other guys. I, I think of Hakeem. 
Hakeem Olajuwon had his injuries, he had his stuff, but if that's your guy and you're telling people come over here because this is what you're building around, it makes it a lot easier to sell. Like you said, him being out there that much more, having that much more of a motor, like he's truly unstoppable. Like I got to imagine that some of his threes don't fall because like you're tired as hell. I got to imagine some of those post moves that he has that are like gimmies don't happen because it's like you're winded, you're exhausted. But with him being less injury prone, having more confidence in his body, how many players their bodies have felt? Amari Stoudemire is the first one that comes to mind. To me, the guy was every, that was my favorite, him and KG, my favorite players. And it's like, KG was, he was healthy, kept going, he had his injuries, blah, blah, blah. But with Amari Stoudemire's back problems and knee problems, it it disrupts his career, it messes with your confidence. I feel like if Joe has that confidence that he already has an abundance and a great motor and his, his condition is up there, you now you go and get somebody else and say, yo, this is what we build around. This is what you're going to be around. And that's the guy at the helm of it. That's the process. That's to me, that's the dynasty. Now, listen, you know I mean? that's that's not a bad way to go. I think that's a good route, but I will pick the easy one. I'm going to go with one where I don't have to guess. Will they win? No, no, no. I guaranteed this city a championship. <laughs> Allen Iverson wins the title. Could you imagine this city uh, going back to 01? Here's the thing, though. See, people want to pick something now because they can experience it and seeing Joel. And and look, I, I do think I'm trading one safe championship for the possibility of, say, two or three with a Joel Embiid or a Ben Simmons with a jump shot. I understand that. But I just guarantee this damn city a championship. Allen Iverson, that step over on Ty Lu, now it means so much more. Now it's completely different. Allen Iverson is completely different. He's already a hero in this city. And now you multiply that by $2 billion And all those players who grew up, and you might even be one of them, seeing Allen Iverson, seeing the way that he changed not just the game, but fashion as well, and bringing the arm sleeve and the tattoos and all that. I mean, he literally changed the game. And... It's respected, but now multiply it by $3 billion and it's just it's different once you have that ring. So I want AI to get the ring. I want this city to have the championship in 01. Give it to me. I think I deserve it because I picked the better option. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I like it. That's I like it. I, like it. I just want to like, like it. It's, it's so interesting to see how it would change, like you said, everything. Everything. Like, it changes the entire course of history, but... I don't know. Something about that is just, I'm a big believer. If you change one thing, you change everything. It's the butterfly effect. So I, I kind of like the idea of, I think some of AI's allure is the fact that he took that team there. They didn't get it, but it just, it's the domino effect is set in. But yeah, no, you're that, right. That's it's, an interesting point. Like if AI did win, how it does change the way that, that he's viewed now in, in a, in a worse way almost, as if could winning that championship change the way we feel about him in a negative way? Is that possible? Is that the way that you were kind of going down? No, no, oh, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. I just mean it changes so many other things around the league. Um, like that Sixers team, obviously we can all say it, like he had really powered that team there. Not saying anybody no. was wrong. If you're in the no, NBA, I don't believe you. What? Oh, I'm about to <laughs> of course say. he did. I'm about to say. I'm about to say. <laughs> if you made it to the NBA, you ain't a scrub, period. You bust enough ass to, to be considered great to a lot of people. So it's not they were scrubs. It was just compared to that Lakers team, they really did it. Uh, what that means to that Kobe and Shaq dynasty would be incredible. 
to see. That'd be really incredible. But it's oh, just... see, you just want to defend your boy Kobe, so you don't want AI to win. So your your guy. Can hell, be more no. Successful. hell no! Hell no! Hell yeah, no! Look had at you! Two. Look at you! I they... it, it took me a couple minutes here. No, but it, no, it's because we're having no. a rough day. It took me too long to no. pick that up. No, not at all. Not at all. It's just I, I I love AI. I love where he is, but I think part of his allure is the fact that he is a lesson in so many ways. I think he is the ultimate OG. You see how they treat him. You see how like D-Wade sees him and they run to people and how they listen to him. I think his message sticks that much more. And contrary to a lot of people's belief is not because, you know, he doesn't have a title when they're like, oh my God, it's just like, nah, like I did this, I did this. I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And you're going to listen to me more because of how great I was. But I was right there and I didn't do it. So let me give you game. I'm not just, buying anything you say to me anymore. It's a, it's a space for that. It's a space for that. Shit, you... Look back on how much game T-Mac gave uh, LeBron. T-Mac ain't got no ring. You know what I mean? It's the fact that he was that great and he just missed it. It's just like, it's it's right there. But now, I, I dig it. I'm, a, with, a ring you. I'm with you. I, I want to end on this, though. You, you just said something during that spiel, and you talked about how you're no scrub if you make the NBA because you work hard, and you're absolutely right. But it's funny. I feel like that's a shot. At people like me who just ripped the scrubs of the NBA, like, oh, Spencer Hawes, that guy sucks. But you, you know, you going through it, you going into the uh, summer league, like, you know, the pain and the grind and that oh. work ethic. But over here, here's this dude just screaming at Spencer Hawes for sucking. It's no, like, no, oh, no, no, no. oh, no, 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 no. At the end of the day, if you're you're in that market, so if you if you ain't doing your job, you're at the bottom of the barrel. You ain't doing your job. Period. Let's call it what it is. I ain't I ain't about to bullshit that. I'm just saying the idea of being like like where everybody was like Scout Brainy is terrible, and then he shows up to that gym and runs off like 20 people straight in the game around Robin. Like he just showed like, listen, I'm there for a reason. I ain't saying that they can't suck at that level. I ain't about to say all that. I ain't ain't anybody kumbaya on that shit. Uh, if you're doing your job bad, you're doing your job bad. It's just. I'm just messing you with you. <laughs> I'm just having some I'm fun. Scared. I'm about to say, you yeah. got me on the ropes right now. With <laughs> the AI shit and that. I'm like, all right, Rose, can you call this shit to uh, I'm just having some fun. Oh, that's funny. As hell. I think it's a perfect time. Here. Yeah, listen, it's been, a, it's been a day for us. Why not? Yeah. At this point, why not? So, all right, with that being said, I, I think we powered through. I think, did we, mm-hmm. did we get the conditioning out of the way early? Would you agree? Absolutely. 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 (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Processed, and we will see you next time.